NVIDIA is unlaunching one of their announced graphics cards due to a misnaming, but Meta is launching a new VR headset for people with more money than you. Tonight is October 16th, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so not, you would say uh, even if... Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. That's right. Pretty soon I will swap out all these sound clips and freak everybody out. Today, I only swapped out the computer. So we're going to hope that everything's going to go well here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, yet another edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where I discuss the current uh, news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on Twitch, hello. Thank you so much. Welcome. Uh, We tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vognetwork. Come join us live, and I'll be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. But if you cannot be here, I completely understand this is a podcast, uh, so you can listen to us anytime during the week. Uh, You can find us on our Discord server, vognetwork.com slash discord. Uh, that will get you the invite into the server, and then there's we've got some text chat channels uh, to that, that where we can talk about uh, things that are going on in the industry. So uh, there, there's that stuff going on. Uh, one topic we are not going to talk about tonight on this show because OLR might co- cover it. Uh, I did see this weekend all the stuff about Bayonetta three and about voice actors. I did not have enough time to really delve into it, just because. I don't think I have all sides of the story and all aspects of it yet. Uh, so it's a developing story. So I'm not going to be talking about Bayonetta 3 tonight. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I, we'll see if OLR is going to cover it tonight. They might. Uh, but that's all out there. But that's not going to be talked about tonight. But yes, uh, Podculture says, Bobby, new Silicon Wolf. You can tell because you can see the, if you're on Twitch, you can see the power button lit up right here. So I need to make sure not to hit that. Um so, uh, so yeah, so uh, hopefully everything's going to look and sound the same for you. I moved all the hardware over to it, and I already had a lot of things set up, but I had to configure things once the hardware was plugged in and had to use my old machine to make sure settings were correct. And right before I went on tonight, I realized that the settings in OBS were old, uh, so I had to update those. But I think everything's working just fine. Uh, I'm seeing no dropped frames, and it sounds like people can hear me, So, and I, I'm pretty sure you can see me as well, uh, and uh, it looks like everything's recording the way it should. So uh, we are going to uh, assume that things are going to work, but if things break, that's why. It's because I'm running on all new hardware. So, uh, you know, we can uh, let, let's uh, get into the, the uh, story about NVIDIA, and oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm getting some breaking news. Some breaking news. Uh, Deadline reports that Comcast Spectator Division is pulling the plug on video game-centric network G4TV, whose early incarnation in the 2000s remains a cultural touchstone for many millennials just a year after its relaunch. This happened like 
two hour, an hour ago, two hours ago. Uh, so uh, in a memo sent to out to all employees that they haven't received yet... Spectator CEO Dave Scott explained that the company's investment uh, and efforts to revive the network just didn't gain traction. A few dozen employees and contract workers are affected by the shutdown. Comcast said it will assist them with outplacement and consider some for internal opportunities. Uh, the departure over the summer of Russell Ahrens, an experienced digital media executive who had come aboard as Chief Force President in 2021, was a precursor to today's news. Her duties uh, were uh, added to the portfolio of Joe Marsh, a sp- uh, Comcast Spectator Vet, who had been CEO of T1, an international esports joint venture with Korea's SK Telecom. The current uh, iteration of G4 is smaller and less focused on traditional linear TV than was its predecessor. It had been announced a programming slate including a revived version of original G4 mainstays Attack of the Show and X-Play, plus comedies boosted, Japanese competition series Ninja Warrior, esports competitions, and Dungeons & Dragons limited series. Along with putting content on YouTube and social media, G4 had a multi-year agreement with Twitch and pay TV distribution deals with Verizon Fios, Cox, Xfinity TV, and Philo. Um, And uh, Fifth Dream even says, uh, yeah, that feeling when when you see the memes that you're fired before you're told you're fired. I bet what happened, because this this is the shady thing. It was Sunday night. The news came out Sunday night at like 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Like, I had finished writing the show role. I was like, this is how we're going to go. And then this comes out. And that's shady. Because the memo was obviously sent to their work emails. And if they have a good work-life balance, they're not checking their work emails at 6.30 p.m. on, well, their West Coast. 3.30 p.m. on a Sunday... So they're finding out on Twitter from like Wario64's Twitter account. They're like, ha, this is how I just learned I've been fired. Uh, that's shady from, from, from whoever's running uh, from Spectator CEO, uh, Dave Scott. That, that's, you know, trying to do it then and bury it on under the news, hoping people will forget about it. Well, ha, ha, I went on the air an hour after you did it. So uh, I caught it and got a sound effect. DJ Ramas said I need to get a sound effect for that. So I got a sound effect for that. Uh, Chewy240 says, YouTube channels celebrating classic G4 will have to do just like before. Uh, Podculture says, bring back tech TV. Um, I don't know if tech TV would work as a linear TV channel anymore, just like G4 wouldn't. And there are plenty of YouTube channels that have the same stuff that tech TV does. Uh, Some of which even with the same people. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, we're getting to the point where that was 20 years ago when Tech TV went off the air. Uh, so a lot of those people moved on with life and uh, left the tech industry. So you won't get them back. Tiger Claw says uh, there's plenty of gaming channels like G4 TV out there. Uh, G4 is trying to find an audience in a market that it's, is oversaturated with gaming content. Chewy240 says G4 succeeded before because they were having fun versus trying to be preachy. It was also a different time. At that time, um, there were a lot of things that we kind of swept under the rug in the gaming industry when G4 was around the first time. So obviously, with rose-colored glasses, you're going to see think that, uh, yeah, oh, it was always about having fun. It never preached about anything. I was around during the initial incarnation of G4. It was it, it had its own preachiness. 
Uh, it's just you probably agreed with the preachiness, so you didn't see it as too preachy. Uh, there are a lot of people dancing uh, at this because uh, G4 said that sexism has no place in the industry, and it turns out their uh, audience was primarily sexist. And uh, so they were like, fine, we won't watch. And now like, it turns out that that's the audience left because they had all the, like most of the people in the audience considered themselves to be that. They felt it was about them. Uh, when they were like, just don't be sexist and don't be misogynist. And they were like, ha ha, screw you. Um, so they, they left and apparently that was the audience. So people who weren't that weren't watching G4. Dark that see says, I, I, I know at least, uh, Pat and Leo who from, uh, screensavers, the original screensavers on tech TV, uh, still do podcasts for tech stuff. Oh, I mean, um, uh, you gotta realize this week in tech, that whole network was tech TV. That was just. That was the iteration of Tech TV that came after G4. They had to change the name because G4 owned the name Tech TV, but it was the, it was that content. That was the content. And it was really like one of the first like big tech podcasts. They were around from the beginning, you know, as, as long as I was, probably even longer than I was around. Uh, I've been around. Uh, so, yeah, they, they were one of the pioneers of, of tech podcasts, and they're still going today. Uh, and, the, and G4 did hire a lot of YouTubers and stuff. So there's a lot of YouTubers that are on G4 that are going to just go back to going to their YouTube channel. But it does suck, even though they've got another way of making money. They're not, you know, they're not unemployed and looking for new work. It does suck to have a revenue stream being taken away from you at 3.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday and finding out on Twitter. And Tiger Law even says, Austin Creed has his YouTube channel too. Austin Creed's also a professional wrestler. He's doing okay. He's, he's doing just fine. But there are a lot of people at G4 where that was their full-time job, and now they're going to be looking for other opportunities. Uh, I know that uh, a friend of this show, Godfrey, Danny Pena of Gamertag Radio, uh, him and his, his, I believe they're married now. I know they at least got engaged. I can't remember if they've had the wedding or not. I think they have. Uh, but him and his wife worked, or his partner, let's, let's use that. Him and his partner worked at uh, G4 up until this, uh, working on, uh, Danny was working on X-Play. He was one of the editors on X-Play. Uh, not on camera as much. Um, probably, uh, probably, he's probably a little bit too old for them to want to put him on camera, even though he's got, like, got this like long resume of like documentaries about him, and he goes on news stations in both English and Spanish. Yeah, but they didn't put him on camera, at least on the linear TV. He, I think he did some like extras for like some social media channels, but they didn't put him on the show. But but the audience has changed. Like, nobody has linear TV. And even those of us who do have linear TV, if you don't have the right linear TV, you don't get G4. Uh, even though I have Xfinity Cable, uh, I don't get any of their IPTV channels, which is different from QAM channels. Um, and uh, I'm not going to go into the, the differences between those acronyms. But uh, essentially, I only get the channels that go over the coax. And G4 was one of the channels that only came over the internet portion of your service. Uh, if you have like X1 from Xfinity. Um, and, and that way they can give you more content. All, the, all their 4K stuff is also over that IPTV. So even though I've got a 4K system, I don't actually get any 4K content from, from Xfinity. Uh, same thing there. But they kept it there. And I think it was even in some place, it was like hidden underneath like the sports bundle of packages uh, of, of, of channels. Uh, so it was really hard to to find and get G4, even if you had something that had it. Mike Def says, uh, not to mention that G4 is not an internationally known brand either. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was very much American centric, and it was very much 
much stuff for us. Uh, it was in Canada. The original G4 was in Canada, and it even survived in Canada even after the U.S. one left. Uh, they kept like uh, G4 Tech TV Canada going for a while, uh, and they had some shows produced in um, probably Vancouver. Uh, but they had some stuff there because Canada has like bro specific broadcast laws that like at least 25% of any content on any uh, station, TV station, radio station has to be produced in Canada. Uh, so they actually had a, uh, I think they did Call for Help, which was a tech TV show. They did Call for Help in Canada. Leo flew up to Canada to film Call for Help. And so it would show up on the G4 Canada uh, sh uh, network because it was Canadian created content. Uh, Chewy240 asks, would Gamertag Radio ever become part of the Voice of Geeks network? No. Uh, and it's not because of us. It's because um, they don't need it. They, they uh, in fact, uh, I tried about uh, 17 years ago to get Gamertag Radio to join a podcast network, and they declined. So um, they're doing just fine. Uh, they wouldn't get anything out of coming over here to Vog Network, but uh, they're friends of the network, and they they we're, we're, we have a really good relationship. But now there's we won't be bringing them over here. They they got it. They got enough going on on their own. I never watched the new G four, so I was part of the problem, and it wasn't because I didn't like the rants. In fact, I liked the uh, the the call out that it happened. That apparently was the exodus of most of their actual viewers. Um, and it, it's a shady thing to do, uh, at this time. But, uh, unfortunately I don't think linear TV, which is what we call cable TV, uh, where, where, you know, you have to watch it at a specific time or you have a DVR that DVRs it. Uh, I, I don't think that's where any gaming content or really any tech content should be at this point. Um, we, we all, people who are heavily into gaming and heavily into tech, uh, are going to be using those mediums like Twitch and YouTube to find people that they want to watch like this show. Uh, and they're not necessarily going to be looking for a channel on their television because especially now with smart TVs, those uh, channel, if your smart TV is on the internet, they look like they're in your guide and you can just go to a Twitch channel on your TV. You can go to a YouTube video right on your TV. You don't need to look for a, a, a schedule or anything like that. So it's a shame. Uh, it's a shame that it happened, but I think that uh, the, the time for G4's revival past uh, maybe if they had tried this maybe five years ago it would have been better off uh but now uh i think i think it was a little bit too late dark to said i watched a little bit of g4 but i found myself not watching cable in general so we pretty much cut the cord last month uh Techlo says it's about the interactivity viewers want to be able to interact with the host of a stream but you know like this wasn't a stream this was a they were trying to recreate what you find on regular television but in a gaming context and it turns out People want the interactive streams, and they don't necessarily want what they probably wanted five, six years ago. Sorry to hear about G4, and uh, I hope uh, the people that were not coming in from another uh, another revenue stream or were known from other bodies of work, like being a professional wrestler or already being a Twitch partner or a YouTuber, uh, I hope that they land on their feet sometime, uh, somewhere uh, in com inside Comcast or out on their own. Um, so hopefully they will be able to do that, uh, and, and take care of those folks. Now let's talk about the story I was going to start my show with until about an hour before we went live. Uh, let's talk about NVIDIA and, uh, graphics cards. Now there's a rumor going about around that, uh, is just a rumor. It has not been verified. It's not on any site that looks, uh, like 
legitimate uh, that uh, they've canceled an entire line of cards, the, the, the 4090 Ti, because they're melting boards and stuff. I haven't seen that from anything reputable. Uh, I've seen one like really shady website post it and a bunch of other like shady-ish websites uh, just repost that post uh, that it's rumors and speculation. So, But as far as I know, that is not uh, actually happening. But what is happening is that one of the cards is being unlaunched and it's going to be rebranded. The Verge reports that NVIDIA is pausing the launch of its upcoming 12-gigabyte RTX 4080 graphics card. Uh, after originally unveiling the 12-gigabyte RTX 4080 last month alongside a more powerful 16-gigabyte model, NVIDIA now admits it messed up with the naming. They said, quote, the RTX 4080 12-gigabyte is a fantastic graphics card, but it's not named right. Having two GPUs with the 4080 designation is confusing. Unquote. NVIDIA is now pausing the launch of the 12 gigabyte RTX 4080 model, but will still go ahead and launch the 16 gigabyte version on November 16th. Criticism had been building over NVIDIA's decision to label the 12 gigabyte model as an RTX 4080, particularly when the 16 gigabyte model was so different. The 12 gigabyte model was supposed to start at $899 and include 7,680 CUDA cores, a 2.31 gigahertz base clock that boosts up to 2.61 gigahertz, 236, uh, 639 uh, tensor teraflops, 92 uh, ray tracing teraflops, and 40 shader teraflops. The 16 gigabyte card is much more powerful with uh, 9,700 CUDA cores, a base clock speed of 2.21 gigahertz that boosts up to 2.51 gigahertz, 780 tensor ter teraflops, 113 uh, ray tracing teraflops and 49 shader teraflops of power. It's a lot of numbers, a lot of acronyms. All I got to know is that they were actually two different cards. They just, uh, it, it wasn't just a card that had a different memory. It was actually like a whole bunch of different stuff in it. It means that now anybody hoping for a more reasonably priced RTX 40 series card is now going to have to wait longer. The 4080 16 gigabyte model will debut next month at $1,199. And NVIDIA has not revealed when it plans to re relaunch the R uh, 12 gigabyte RTX 30 4080 under a different name. It's probably going to become like a 40, it's probably going to be the 4070 maybe. I don't know. Uh, or like maybe they'll make a new number designation, a 4075. Uh, because they already have a 4070, and uh, and I don't know. And DJ Ramas, uh, this sounds like when the uh, Xbox Series X was smoking after boot up, yeah, like the uh, in terms of the 4090 Ti melting things, and uh, they the, were turned out to be a fake video. Um, and and I think that uh, the the rumor that the 4090 Ti was melting itself into the like, and and I don't know. Uh, that's just a rumor. But the 4080 12-gigabyte uh, being different from the 16-gigabyte, not a rumor, and NVIDIA is going to do something about it. It's just going to take time. Uh, and you're probably wondering, why is it going to take time? So why it's going to take time is because now you've got to go back to the branding department, which had already finished pr pretty much all of the material for the, like, the stuff on the boxes, the manuals, uh, any of the, you know, the pre-printed ads, brochures, and stuff like that. Uh, now they've got to go back and change all that. And it's uh, that does take time, and there's going to be you, because you've got to get approvals. It's not just going into Photoshop and changing a letter or changing a number. They're going to probably redo the packaging, so it's you know hopefully they would redo the packaging so it's not as um, as as 
so it's more obvious that they're different cards and and working with their partners to do the redesignation uh because remember nvidia doesn't always sell their own cards they've got other uh vendors like msi and asus and not evga but but the others uh, and they've all got to change their branding, and that takes a lot of coordination. And NVIDIA traditionally apparently has not been great at coordinating with their third parties, but in this sense, they're going to have to. Tigerclaw says, uh, call it the 4079. And Mike Def says, just call it what it is, a 3090. So, uh, but if you want the 4080, uh, if you have $1,200 sitting around and you want the 16 gigabyte model, go for it. But, um just just uh they're they're getting heavy be warned that they're getting heavy i wonder if like we're going to start having to see like cases with better support brackets or motherboards with better support brackets because i think like some people were saying that like when they were doing the tests of the 4080 and i haven't watched that many test videos because i don't want it i don't, I don't want i don't want to want a 4080 does that make sense because i just like got a 3080 ti in my system and i'm like i don't want to upgrade anything um, so, so I don't, I'm not looking, so I'm, I'm not getting excited about it. Uh, but they were saying like it would sit and it sags, like it actually, like the card is so heavy, it sags down. Uh, and already like some people, like it's blocking other PCIe ports. So you can't actually put as many cards in your system because these cards are so big. DJ Ramas says, uh, it's perfect time for the AMD to push back and make their encoder better. Uh, and Tiger says, if you have the 3080 Ti, you should still be good for a couple years. That's my hope. That That is my hope. Uh, Questbuster says uh, that, that uh, he's going to call the 4080 uh, 12 gigabytes or the 16 gigabyte or whatever, the slightly smaller space heater. It's, it is going to be wintertime. I'm, I'm excited to see how warm my office is going to get with this thing on. Tiger says, you may need to get a bigger case because it's too long. Um, yeah, so you're going to start seeing like complete, uh, case depth, uh, requirements. So, uh, keep that in mind, but, uh, it's going to be a while before you can get them. I'm pretty sure. So, uh, something else that's going to cost a lot of money if you really, really want one is a new standalone VR headset. Upload VR reports that Meta has just officially announced the Quest Pro at MetaConnect 2022. It was previously referred to as Project Cambria, and uh, and it was the codename given to it when it was teased at last year's Connect. Meta had already revealed most of its features in the past month. The design leaked via schematics and an unboxing video of a sample left in a hotel, but now it's a confirmed product with a price tag and a shipping date. The Quest Pro is neither a successor nor a variant of the Quest 2. It's the first in Meta's new high-end product line targeted at professionals, early adopters, developers, and businesses. Meta is marketing Quest Pro as a headset for both virtual reality and mixed reality. For mixed reality, it shows a 3D color view of your room reconstructed via the front cameras with virtual objects superimposed. Unlike purely VR headsets, it can be worn without a facial interface, so you can still see the real world in your peripheral vision and below you. The headset rests against your forehead and doesn't touch your cheeks. For virtual reality, or if bright lights in your room are reflecting in the lenses, the two light blockers included in the box magnetically attach to each side of the headset. But to block out the real world below your eyes, you'll need to buy Meta's $50 full light blocker or a third-party alternative which could possibly be just like a piece of plastic that you make. Or, or if you have a 3D printer, you can probably print something. But really, 
you're paying $1,500 and you need to buy another $50 light blocker just to use it as a VR headset. You're already paying $1,500. This is meta right now. That's them. $1,500. You're already paying $1,500 and you got to buy an extra $50 light blocker? All right. Anyway. That's what that's 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 what's in my head. Uh, Quest Pro has a significantly slimmer visor than the Quest Two, achieved through the use of pancake lens lenses. Oh, okay. So here's this, see this is funny because like we call if you talk to people in the VR community that were very much like VR is going to take over the world, they would always call your monitor a pancake. So if you played a game on a monitor or on a TV, you were playing a pancake game. Well, now you got pancake lenses in your VR headset. So what now? Are those pancake games? Maybe. Hmm? Pancake lenses support smaller panels with a shorter gap to the lenses. Meta said the new lenses have better visual visual clarity and a 10% wider field of view compared to the Quest 2. Whereas Quest 2 only offers three preset lens separation distances, Quest Pro's lenses are stepless to support almost all IPDs, 55mm to 75mm. That's the distance between your eyes. I didn't say the actual uh, name because it's kind of hard to pronounce, the interpupillary distance. And it's essentially how many millimeters uh, is it between your two the, the two eyeballs. Mine's 62 millimeters. I think most, uh, he, the average is 64 but it can vary widely. The battery is in the rear of the strap to act as a counterbalance, and Meta said it will last between one to two hours, depending on the content. While the overall device is actually heavier than a Quest 2, the visor itself is notably, noticeably li- uh, lighter. And then, uh, so to this, this article on Upload VR talks about the resolution. It's a little bit lower than was rumored, but it's slightly higher than the Quest 2. Uh, it's going to use the Snapdragon XR2 Plus chip, uh, so it's got like 50% more battery power, th- or more power, not battery, 50% more power than the Quest 2 with better thermal dissipation, uh, resulting in significantly better uh, performance. But Upload VR was told that, quote, this refers to an high, uh, increased SOC power that supports additional sensors and new use cases, unquote, and apps not using those new features will only have a little more performative headroom. So... No, things aren't going to run. It's not going to be able to natively run Half-Life Alex yet. Quest Pro has eye tracking and face tracking, so your real-time gaze and facial expression are mapped to your avatar. A total of five internal cameras are present, one for each eye, one for your upper face, and two for your lower face. The three face cameras should, in theory, provide higher fidelity trace tracking than HTC's one camera add-on for the Vive Focus 3. Eye tracking is optional, but if you turn it on, you're guided to set the lens separations precisely, uh, precisely for your IPD, and eye-tracked uh, foveated rendering is enabled. The technique where only the small region of the display you're currently looking at is rendered in full resolution, thus freeing up performance, and the rest is lower resolution. What it's not talking about there, though, is them tracking stuff. And, and yes, I know eye-tracking in the device, but then, you know, part of the agreement that you sign with Meta is that it gets that data. Yeah, you, you, didn't, you probably didn't immediately think about that, but like it's continually scanning your eyes and your face, the upper part of your face and the lower part of your face, and it's uh, uploading that data to Meta servers because they're gathering data about you. 
So for $1,500, you can pay Meta to gather data about you. Because that won't end in anything shady, will it? Now, I believe this has come up, and I don't have this article in front of me because it was from like a security tweet, Twitter person I follow. Uh, apparently, they say that they don't actually transmit any specific data. That's all done. All this, uh, all the processing is done in the device, and it's not sent out. But it does send out like several, like some generic behavior things and logs to Meta's servers, and it's stored up as and it's associated to your account. So they will know. Um, and so, so they will know like how long you're gazing at something and, and they're going to track a lot of that stuff, even though a lot of the processing is done on the device. They're still taking diagnostics of everything about your face that is tracking. ZenMonkey11 says the view is wider so you can see all the numbers in the price tag for the software they're going to sell on it. The included new Touch Pro controllers are self-tracking with three cameras and an onboard chipset, meaning tracking works in a full 360-degree range of motion, which means now you can actually put the controller behind your back uh, and it will work, with, which you couldn't really do with the Quest 2 or anything that has inside-out tracking because the, sense, the cameras were actually in the headset looking all around. And so if you hit it behind your back, you couldn't use it. For something like the, the Valve Index or the HTC Vive that uses the external tracking sensors... Uh, you, that would still work because the, the sensor behind you would pick up the, the, what was behind your back. But now we can actually do that without having to put anything in your own walls. They have new localized and VCM haptics upgrades, which Meta says provides a wider and more precise range of feedback compared to Quest 2. Included stylus tips attached to the bottom so they can act as pens to draw on virtual whiteboards. Touch Pro controllers will be available for Quest 2 owners later this year for $300. So if that sounds cool then uh, you can get them for your Quest 2 and not spend the $1,500 plus the $50 light blocking that you're going to need to actually make it a VR headset. Quest Pro uh, accesses the same MetaQuest store and runs the same apps and games as Quest 2. If you're an existing Quest owner, you won't have to rebuy content. The reason they mention that is because if you had an Oculus Rift for your PC then uh, if you got a quest, those you didn't, like if you had already bought Beat Saber on the Rift, on the Oculus Rift store, you did not get it on the MetaQuest, on the Oculus Quest 2, and now it's the MetaQuest. But you didn't get it there. Now now you're going to get Beat Saber free because it's owned by Meta now. But other purchases that you made, if they had a Quest version, you wouldn't automatically get it. But they're saying now that the Quest 2 and the Quest Pro, since they're essentially the same the Quest Pro is probably just four Quest 2s duct taped together and put, put hit with a shrink ray. Uh, it's all going to work together. The $1,500 uh, price includes the headset, side light blockers, controllers, stylus tips, a 40-watt USB-C charger, a portable controller charger cable, and the charging dock. The headset and controllers attach to the dock with magnetic pogo pins, but you can also charge the headset via USB-C. Fifth Dream says, this is the third quest. And uh, he also says uh, that uh, they're all going to, Meta is going to blackmail us on data with how long we stared at waifus. They will. They will. Honestly, as somebody that works in this stuff, honestly, they don't care about that. But if they did, they'd be able to have access to it. But like, they're not, that's not the type of thing they're looking for. They're more want to look at how long are you staring at an ad? Now, if the ad is of a waifu, then they're going to care. But if it's just a random waifu in whatever app you're running and it's not attached to an ad or any type of monetization, they're not going to care about that. 
Mike Def says King's Quest, Space Quest, Meta Quest, Heroes Quest. Excuse me, Quest for Glory. I'm sorry. So uh, the last one I'm going to talk about, this is also a little bit about VR. This was paste put in our Discord server, and I found this was kind of interesting because everybody talks about how uh, like, the, like the HoloLens failed, right? And I keep saying, no, Microsoft is using their technology, and they're using it in other areas. And one of the things they're using the HoloLens technology, not for gaming, but for the military, except uh, the soldiers hate them. So uh, Bloomberg reports that U.S. soldiers using Microsoft's new uh, goggles in their latest field test suffered mission-affecting physical impairments, including headaches, eye strain, and nausea, according to a summary of the exercise compiled by the Pentagon's testing office. More than 80% of those who experienced discomfort had symptoms after less than three hours of using the customized version of Microsoft's HoloLens. Uh, and Nicholas Gwarton, Director of Operation Test and Evaluation, said in a summary for Army and Defense Department officials. He said that the system also is still experiencing too many failures of essential functions. The problems found in uh, the testing in May and June were outlined in a 79-page uh, report this month. The Army marked it controlled, unclassified information to prevent public distribution, but Bloomberg News obtained a summary. Uh Despite the device's flaws, Burton said it doesn't is, isn't deemed a lost cause. He recommended the Army prioritize improvements before widespread development uh, deployment to reduce the physical discomfort of users. He said that improvements are also needed to the goggles, low light sensors, uh, display clarity, field of vision, and poor reliability of some essential functions. Um, so. Uh, what what some of that was talking about? So a the headaches. I get it, and because I have a Hololens, I didn't. I don't actually have it out of its case, so I can't like show it on Twitch. But I have a Hololens, and I sometimes get headaches because of the way that it kind of attaches. Because it's got to kind of sit on your forehead, and I got headaches not necessarily from the vision, but I got the headaches from literally like this big thing being pushed up against my forehead and like basically being pushed in the back as well. There's a knob on the back and that's what tightens the hollow lens. And in order for it to stay, it needs to be pretty tight. So it's pushing a lot on the back of your head and in the front of your head, right at your forehead area. And so after that, I can understand that it gets a little bit uncomfortable. And then uh, the other headaches would probably come with, if there's some issue with like frame or with rendering and stuff, because then you get your motion sickness. So, um, and, and, uh, Fizzream says soldiers found out the fun of VR motion sickness. Realize that HoloLens is not VR. It is, it is AR. It's augmented reality. The other thing they're talking about, uh, when they mentioned this was, um, the display, uh, the low light, the display clarity, uh, and the low light sensors and stuff like that. One of the things that was saying is because of the way the HoloLens works, uh, you can actually see if you're far away, you can see a little bit of like it, the little dots. Like it, it looks like a dot to you if you're far away, but you can see light in the glasses that the person is seeing and it's, it's being put to their eyes, but it's also shining out. So the enemy can see the, the somebody wearing a HoloLens and using a HoloLens. Uh, so they've got to work on that and figure out how they can like stop the light from escaping the front of the headset and only being on the back of the headset and coming back to the eyes. So, yeah, so this is, it's really a heads-up display. They're trying to make a heads-up display like Iron Man over your actual view. Um, so, uh, 
Doug Bush, uh, the, the Army's assistant to secretary for acquisition, said in a statement that the service conducted a thorough operational evaluation and is fully aware of the testing office concerns. The Army is adjusting the program's funding and schedule to allow time to develop uh, solutions to the issues identified. He said the Army believes that finding the goggles uh, cause physical impairment overstates the issue, but is pursuing significant improvements to address soldier con- uh, concerns regarding comfort and fit. So um, it, the project's not dead. They just did their first test. Uh, soldiers also didn't really like using the device. That was in one of the other articles I had read. Uh, and it, and it, it didn't work for a lot of things. And one soldier even said, if we were using this in battle, we'd be dead. So there, it, But it, the project's not dead yet. That's you know, usually the first round of feedback. There's iterations to be had. Uh, so hopefully Microsoft's team, which apparently Microsoft has not been shown this report yet. Uh, apparently they are not able to see this report. They can only see the summary. Um, so hopefully like Microsoft will be able to work something out, uh, so they can, uh, get that tech out there to, to people. And then whatever the, and one of the things like you may not like the whole military industrial complex or anything like that. And I totally get it. However, the military's technology usually comes to civilians five to 10 years later. So we might actually have some really good AR goggles in like five to 10 years based on whatever the military is doing. Uh, so a, lo- a lot of things that we do use uh, in our day-to-day life do come from military development. So even though, yes, wars suck, uh, that is the way that we have advanced our technology. And so that's that's kind of the upside for this, is that as the military requires these goggles to get better, that means in five to ten years, civilians are going to have this same technology. History mask. Did they make them over only one line, like all future soldiers should uh, should look? No, it was it's over the two because it's the hollow lens and stuff. Google Glass tried the thing with one only one eye, and nobody liked it. So uh, we are going to take a quick music break, uh, and then we will uh, come back and uh, we'll be able to take some calls. Hopefully, in the go go over to the Voice of Geeks Network Discord server, vognetwork.com slash discord. Go into the green room. Uh, I did a test last week of Twitch guest star, and there's even now like a request thing where i could pop it up uh i'm not ready to use that in production just yet uh but uh it that may be another way we're going to be able to accept calls uh in a little bit but uh tonight we're still going to be using discord for it so hop in the green room during the music break if you want to call in you're participating with the bobby blackwell show and the voice geeks network at twitch.tv slash vog network it's me mario not really. Obi-Wan Jabroni instead. You're listening to the Bobby Blackwolf Show on Vognetwork.com. Sorry for the terrible impression, by the way, Charles Martinet. I tried. I tried. That's the one I wanted to play last week. That was the bumper I was going to play last week. Uh, so we get two weeks of Obi-Wan Jabroni bumpers. If you want to hear a bumper that's not Obi-Wan Jabroni, uh, you can uh, send me just an MP3 file of your voice or a video of your voice. Uh, I will choose which DMCA violation I'm going to attempt behind it, so please don't put music behind it, saying that you're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. And if you are Obi-Wan Jabroni and you want to hear more Obi-Wan Jabroni, you can also do the same thing, and I'll have three Obi-Wan Jabroni bumpers in rotation. Uh, So, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm looking in the green room. I don't think anybody is in the green room uh, right now, but, but, yeah. Uh, Fifth Dream actually said earlier, I saw this... uh, uh, that not in Illinois about meta tracking stuff uh, that uh, Fifth Stream already got $400 in a lawsuit from uh, Facebook uh, or meta over privacy laws in Illinois. 
get that get that paper fifth dream awesome uh so yeah so uh so far it looks like everything on the on the machine uh going on so far everything looks like it's been working uh if you missed the beginning of the show uh i'm actually moved all to a new computer so there's a new computer running the whole show it's it's actually like down here to my left you can see the power button so don't hit the power button me i may need to like put something on the power button so i don't accidentally hit it or whenever i get cats again um you know so they don't step on the power button because uh, my last cat would actually jump up on these machines to get to my lap. And so uh don't want that to happen. Um so uh but everything looks like so far it's going fine. So um I'm actually excited about that. Uh so it does look like we have somebody in the green room right now. So uh I am going to go over here and I am going to see if this part works. Uh so uh Bobby Black will show you are on the air. Who is this? Hey, it's the one and only Ron Mo. What's going on, brother? Nothing much. What's going on? I just got back from a convention, and I just started unpacking and staring at all the laundry I have to do. Uh, well, which convention were you at? It's a local, small convention in Massachusetts called AAC, Another Anime Con. It's Another Anime Con. Yeah, that's exactly what it's called, Another Anime Con. So how was it? It was actually good. It's a smaller convention. This is one of those cons where you'll have time to do photography, hang out with people, hit all the good um, panels, and you don't have to go far for food. Okay, well that that's good. I've I've gone done some conventions where it's like the food stuff is it's very difficult. Of course, there are like some bigger conventions, and even bringing in food trucks doesn't help sometimes. So, especially when it's like yeah, especially when it's late at night and it's like. Yeah, what's open and now mm -hmm. at least you have options for like DoorDash and Grubhub yeah. and all of that still, yeah. you know. So I'm sure we're going to hear more about that on Anime Jam session. Definitely. What are we going to talk? What, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I, I just want to talk about this whole G4 thing. First okay. thing is, if I'm going on social media and I find out that my company is letting me go, I'd be really pissed off. And I believe a lot of them are really pissed off. Yes. And, and secondly, like, like I have mentioned previously, that the fact that all the G4's uh, programming was not on Peacock, to me, that was the first red flag. Yeah. Yeah, and for, and, for, for those who don't know, maybe just outside the U.S., I'm just going to give a little bit of a, you know, 15-second. Peacock is NBC Universal streaming service, and its own NBC Universal is Comcast. I can't remember which side owns which. You probably do, and you're going to correct me in just a second. But uh, essentially, like, that's where all of the Comcast stuff should have gone, is on yeah. Peacock. And that's where a lot of their other stuff, like all their Premier League soccer stuff is there. Um, they've got a whole Saturday Night Live channel. They've actually got one of their live channels just runs Unsolved Mysteries 24-7. So I why mean, they didn't put G4 on there, I don't know. Same here. And there's a dedicated Hell's Kitchen channel if you want to hear Gordon Ramsay curse up yeah. a storm. So, yes. you know. so to break it down, Comcast owns NBC Universal Lock right. Stock and Barrel. Right. Peacock is supposed to, as they called it when I was there, it was the golden egg... No, the golden goose that laid the golden egg that was supposed to take down everybody else. Right. And I was a part of the team that helped not deploy the channel, but get them the hardware and stuff like yeah. that. So that's basically what it is. It's basically Comcast gave NBC Universal money to do this and put all of the Comcast programming and station like 
networks all their stuff there. That's basically what yeah. it was. And then they gave it away to anybody who had Xfinity Cable. Yep. And so that's how they were going to say, okay, so now they don't need to pay extra for this service. So this is going to take down the Netflix and the Hulus because that's an extra charge. Right. Whereas, and it gets people to subscribe to your linear TV network. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes, I get it. I get why they where they were doing it. And yep. it worked for us because, like, we're like, okay, we have Peacock now. Awesome. And we've watched things on Peacock. Yeah, actually, this is one of the few streaming networks I'm actually paying out of pocket for that I like. And also, mm-hmm. if you have Cox Cable or Spectrum, you get free access to it, too. Okay. But um, G4 kind of reminds me of the old mindset of the evil G. Mm-hmm. Now... Evil G's mindset is still kind of old and it's slightly changed because now you can go into the Evil G and get not just video games. You can get computers, mm-hmm. PC parts, PC accessories, geekware, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's helping them. Yeah. Now, G4 did more than just gaming. Like, I go on YouTube and I watch a lot of tech YouTubers like Jay's Two Cents, Linus Tech Tips, yeah. and with all of If they reached out to a lot of these tech YouTubers for a program or a show, that could have helped because it's more than just gaming. Yes, you have Twitch streamers on G4 doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I did a panel this weekend about podcasts and Twitch streaming. What some people think, you can just go in, buy a computer, start streaming, done and done. Mm-hmm. I talked about the different hardware you're going to need and the fact that you're going to have to learn how to repair your own stuff because you're doing the upgrades. You might not be able to take it in and have it take, done. So that's mm-hmm. what they should have done. They should just expand it because it should have been, to me, instead of calling it, I'm just, I don't know what the G and the G4 stands for anymore. Nothing. But to me, it's like, hmm? Yeah, nothing. Yeah. To me, it's geek, geek for it. It's more right. than just gaming, tech, yeah. um, hardware, you know, even some cool programming. Hell, heck, I would have loved to see a brand new season of Code Monkeys. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say it's a bit of history because uh, for people who don't know, I actually worked with G4, the original, original G4. And I'm not talking tech TV because there were two years the G4 existed and tech TV was its own separate channel. They didn't. Comcast didn't buy Tech TV until two years after G4 was around, uh, mm-hmm. and we'll talk. I can talk about that a different time. But originally, what G4 stood for, what they were going for, was the four different types of gaming, and they listed them: uh, PC, console, handheld, and online. Those were the four types of gaming. One time, I said, "Well, I mean, online is PC and console, so why not arcade?" They're like, "No, not arcade." This was like in 2002. So arcades were dying at the time and online. So they were like, yeah, but that's what originally, the original in 2001, the brain trust that came up with the name, that's Mm -hmm. what G4 was. I don't think anybody that works at G4 today even knows that's the case. Yeah. I mean, as some people were saying, G4 is an old dinosaur. A lot of people didn't like what they did. It just seems like... People push back against G4, talking about what they like and didn't like, and G4 didn't even listen. They're like, we know what you want, so we're going to do this. This is not what we want. We want this. We want that. We're going to give you this. Yeah. And again, the fact of the matter, G4 was only available, basically, if you had Comcast. Right. Uh, Where I live, the only way you get Comcast, if you work in 
the Rock of Thirty. Other than that, right. this is basically Spectrum RCN Optimum Verizon. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have a subscription to Peacock. Right. I mean, I turn it on, I can watch WWE, yep. Bravo, any of those. If there was a section for G four, I'd be all for it. Yeah. But I think they were trying to say, no, we're going to reach, you know, people People that like stream game stuff, they're not on Peacock, they're on Twitch. And that's probably why they were doing the Twitch stuff. But I never tuned in. I don't know how much interactivity they had with the chat. Because when you're broadcasting on Twitch, the audience expects interactivity with the chat room. Right. And if they're not doing that, then why are they going to watch that on Twitch when they could go to another streamer and actually have interactions? And, let, and let's hold on to that for a second. Now, I don't fully remember, you know, how Twitch does things when it comes to video on demand. I believe, you know, if you have a subscription, it's like what four, like four weeks of cat, four week catalog of back videos and so forth. Uh, it depends. So you yeah. you have yeah, like when you actually record, you have two weeks, but then you okay. can highlight things. So what we do at Vogue, uh, and you don't have to be subscribed. Vogue sets it. You have to be a subscriber to our channel to get our vods. Mm-hmm. But uh, but you don't have to set it that way. But then you, you can keep the highlights forever. So at Vogue, we take some time, in, and right now for whatever week, and we only reason we only get seven days instead of fourteen days. And I've got a ticket in Twitch being like, uh, our agreement says fourteen days in the affiliate agreement. Uh, but I go in and I make a highlight of okay. the show, and it, that saves it forever. Uh, but yeah. Twitch does not like vods. Fair. Now I, I look at it this way: if I'm watching through Twitch and Let's say I catch a part of a stream. Let's say I want to go back and watch it, and I don't have a subscription. I may be SOL. Or Maybe. if I do have a subscription, and I'm just like, I watched it once. Let's say I want to go back a later mm-hmm. time and watch it. Not available. You put that archive on Peacock, open it up. I can sit there and watch yep. it, fast forward to where I want to, and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just saying, if you have WWE with three to four hour pay-per-view specials on there. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's an issue to have three to four hour Twitch streams available with G4 content on on it. As I like to call it a virtual network on a streaming platform. Right. So I I wish I knew why, but I don't, I don't know why they didn't go on the Peacock route. That's that was the logical thing for me when they announced it. I'm like, Oh, it's going to be on Peacock. And you know, that's how they're going to do this. And and they didn't. And I don't know why. That's what I, and when this came out, I was like, oh, this. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Rama. It's always good to hear from you. Thanks. I appreciate it. I always, I sometimes I try to call in sometimes, but yeah. life gets a little hectic. It does. Or, or whoever calls in, like, cover my points. So I'm like, I'm good. Yep. Well, it's yeah. always good to hear from you anyway. Uh, Anime like- Jam Session, Tuesday nights, right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Anime Jam Session. Thanks so much, Rama. And no problem. Thanks to you, Bob. You take care and you have a good one. You too. All right. Thanks so much for that. Hang on. Discord wants to know, how did the call go? I'm going to put a big happy face on that. Uh, so awesome. Uh, coming up next here on the Voice Geeks Network at twitch.tv slash Network is Orange Lounge Radio. Three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. Uh, and we like to check in with them to see what they're going to be talking about tonight. We, uh, we're going a little bit long tonight, but we're going to, so we'll make this a little bit quick. But I still want to say hi to my buddy Rob. Now Discord doesn't want to play nice. Maybe Discord wants to play nice. Now, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, I'm here, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing well. I was like, is Discord going to play nice with me? But it is. But hello, Rob. Uh, How are things going? Good, good. My voice is a little shot because I was hosting a show last night, and I tend to get a little bit loud at those. But um, otherwise, yeah, things are great. That, That shirt was great. 
that you were wearing because oh, you. You, you 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 were like teasing this shirt and then we saw a picture of him like yes that's that's a fantastic shirt Th- thank you yeah the joke i was using all night is that i murdered a couch from ranta center yeah um <laughs> and if you want to see the shirt it's over on my instagram at mr rob roberts mr yes. rob roberts awesome uh so um are you going to be talking about the Bayonetta thing tonight? Because I kind of didn't oh, yeah. want to touch it because I, I, oh, I have yeah. not researched a lot of it. So that's why I'm like, I don't want to sound dumb. Um, I definitely have an opinion after watching the four videos that Helena Taylor put out, which is more than I think most people did. Um, and um, I, I have an opinion that I think is a little bit against the popular opinion grain uh, right now on Twitter. And I'm going to I'm going to back it up with my reasons why. And uh, yeah, and, and long story short, I, I I am not taking everything she's saying at face value. I believe Helena Taylor is lying by omission, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna explain all that in a little bit up on Orange Lounge Radio. I, I've seen people do that where it's like nothing they said like in the past, like not not in this situation, but like I've seen things where you know when I do know the other side of the story, and I'm like, okay, nothing they said was like infactual, like everything happened. They just left out the reason why it happened. Mm-hmm. I've seen that and, happen sometimes. I'm not saying Platinum Games is is fault free, but um, I don't think it's. I, again, I think there is definitely a deeper side to this story. And uh, in the spirit of Bayonetta, I I do not believe Helena Taylor is an angel. All right, scenario. Uh, so uh, and uh, G4 that was breaking news. That had did that have to get yeah. added to your show roll at the last minute like mine? It's the, Yes, it did. Along with the Konami thing too, is this breaking news left and right? Uh, we got we got to get out the duct tape tonight to fix all this breaking news. So so uh, is so now because you've been saying because the Konami thing it's about Silent Hill. So you're like all put up and shut up. And so now he, now they're going to put up. I guess I have to shut up then. Good thing there's a lot of other things to talk about tonight. But well, they, to be fair, they haven't shown it yet. So it's an announcement of an announcement. Yep. So uh, what else are you going to be talking about on OLR tonight? How about we talk a little bit about Street Fighter VI? The recent beta has uh, given more insight as to some of the strides that Street Fighter's taken when it comes to accessibility. And you know what? All of this breaking news completely overshadowed the thing we were supposed to be talking about all night tonight, the Super Mario movie trailer. So I guess we might bring that up as well. But I'll tell you what, there's a movie trailer I'm more excited about, and it has nothing to do with video games. But if you want to know, stay tuned for OLR. Well, wasn't wasn't the, 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 uh, the Mario trailer last week, though, or did you just not cover it last week? Oh, uh, you know what? We just didn't get into it because we were at the uh, TwitchCon. So I guess yeah, right. we're kind of talking about it. But uh, there's some additional reactions and things that have come out with mm-hmm. all that. So, All right. Uh, the Pilot Wing 64 trailer is was the best trailer I saw last week, though. So <laughs> and so there's that. All right, Orange. That's right. You were at TwitchCon last week, and I, I got yeah, so excited so about all this about stuff. I did. Too. Yeah, we did play your video. It was a great video. Thank you for sharing you. that with us. And uh, more stuff about TwitchCon tonight as well mm-hmm. after all of that here on Orange Andrea, which is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. Thanks as always, Bobby. So uh, that is it for me. I made it through uh, my first uh, first show on the new computer. Awesome. Uh, so uh, thank you so much uh, for being here. That's it for me. I will be back next Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, right here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Network. Come join uh, join us live uh, and interact with the show directly. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf, Instagram at Bobby Blackwolf, and I am on Twitch at Bobby Blackwolf. Now that I've got this all set up, uh, I may try to stream something from it, like maybe the No Man's Sky update. I know that Rob was playing No Man's Sky earlier. Uh, they've got the new update with the relaxed mode, and so maybe I will get into it on my PC and try to stream it. Uh, and see how all that works now that I've got all this set up. So uh, try, check, uh, look for that. 
if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who does not know about it yet. But we would not be able to make this live show work without the help of the chatters that go above and beyond. You being here is really all that we ask for. Uh, but uh, you going above and beyond really does help uh, us with the show. And uh, I will say that uh, thank you so much. We did have a hype train earlier. Uh, Tiger Claw resubscribed. Uh, thank you so much for the 40 for, uh, 41st month is what the Twitch math says. Fifth Dream says 40 months uh, is what the Twitch math says. Twitch math's kind of weird. They've been subscribed since the beginning. Thank you so much. Podculture gifted a sub to Alan Alchemy uh, to get the hype train rolling. Uh, so thank you so much for that. Uh, and then Dark Sakura resubscribed for the 43rd month. Once again, Twitch math, kind of weird. Uh, and then Sean322 cheered 200 bits, saying, a great show tonight. My condolences to your Braves as my Phillies took them out. Um, I choose to think about how uh, Georgia defeated Vanderbilt 55 to nothing, and I was there, and I got to watch it. And so that's what I'm going to choose to think about with sports this weekend uh, and, uh, and you know, thinking, not really thinking about uh, – brave stuff or or you know i will say it's funny that when they took the goalposts out of neyland stadium and then they threw them in the river everybody looked around and was like okay now what do we do so anyway that's enough sports ball for tonight i'm gonna play the music to get us out thank you so much for being here i will see you next week and maybe even earlier on twitch i don't know i'll talk to y'all uh later and i'll see you then bye a winner is you the views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom, although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.